everyone, welcome uh, to Life Church Global. It's an awesome day. I hope you're ready for the word. I believe that you are ready to receive God's word today. I believe, I also believe that you are excited to receive God's word today. Man, I'm telling you, I, I am excited and I am so ready to, to bring God's word to you today. And it's going to be a good word. I, I feel it. It's going to be a good word. Um, we're on a series called The Instrument of Synthesis. And we've done nine episodes or nine sermons, as, as you can see, we're, we're in the series culture now. We've done nine episodes, and this one today is the, the finale. This is the, the last one of this series, and it's been a life-transforming series, you know. The instrument of synthesis, so many lives have been changed. And if you, you're hearing us for the first time, you're watching us for the first time, I want to encourage you to go back uh, to the last nine episodes and watch um, the, the series and listen to the messages because I really believe it's going to change your life. It's going to renew your mind and it's going to transform your life. So if, you, uh, if you're on a phone, you're watching this on your phone or your computer, uh, there's a link that will pop up here. Uh, just click the link and it will lead you uh, to all the, the 10 or 9 episodes uh, of, the, of this series. I really believe that we've gone, we've gone super deep uh, into understanding uh, this subject or the instrument called the will, the will of God, uh, the will of man. And we've understood uh, the different types of wills and how powerful this instrument is in synthesizing heaven and earth. See, we're on the earth for a reason. God has a plan and purpose for our lives. We use, we quote those, those famous quotes that God has a plan for my life, brother God, God has a purpose for my life, but we don't know what God's plan and purpose is until we understand and we receive and we hear what His will is for our lives. Until then, most of us live according to our will or the will of our parents or the will of our mentors uh, in our lives. And so I really believe that in understanding this sermon series, we are really going to step into fulfilling God's will, which is in heaven on earth. And so today the title of my message is Synchronized Will. Synchronized Will. It's going to be awesome. When I say the word synchronized, probably the first thing that comes to your mind is synchronized swimming. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I absolutely, I, I've always been, um, you know, in awe of these people who can do phenomenal things in an element that has more power than them. They're able to do these gymnastic moves and, the, and, and these, these, they, they can contour the body in different ways uh, in water, but at the same time create patterns, patterns and shapes and designs uh, according to which they are graded and given, you know, medals. But the key thing about synchronized swimming is synchronization. That's the main thing about that entire sport. And so synchronized swimming is this group of people uh, that come together and they practice different types of body movements or, or creating certain types of shapes uh, so that they create patterns in the water. And what's amazing about it is that they've got to practice the same moves that everybody else is practicing in order to accomplish a certain pattern or a design in the water. And what's amazing about it is is that you can't be a synchronized swimmer by yourself. 
To be a synchronized swimmer, you've got to be a part of a group of people who practice the same moves. And when we talk about synch the, the synchronized will, we're talking about you and I being synchronized to the will of God, not just our will, but the will of God on earth as it is in heaven. But in order for you and I to be synchronized to God's will, you and I have got to practice the same value systems so that we can manifest or create patterns and shapes that God is manifesting in heaven so that we can begin to reveal to all of creation the patterns and the shapes of heaven on earth and being a a person who is synchronized to the will of God it means that God has created certain patterns certain shapes certain things certain things that he's revealed into all of creation into in the heavens he's revealed it to all of creation and as a son of God as a daughter of God you and I begin to practice these values you can't practice these values by yourself and be synchronized to the will of God. The will of God, ladies and gentlemen, is revealed to a group of people in a particular place. That's why the Bible says be planted in the house of the Lord. And to be synchronized to the will of God, you and I have got to understand we've, we receive the wisdom of God. We receive revelation from God. We receive the, the values of God. And when you and I begin to practice these values, we begin to create the patterns of heaven. We begin to create the, reveal the patterns of God. We begin to reveal the shapes of God in an element that we are not really comfortable in. In an element that has more control over us than we have control over it. See, synchronized swimmers practice their moves. They decide their moves outside of the water, but when they get into the water, they've got to practice their moves together, doing the same move at the same time so that they can create a pattern in an element that they don't have control over. It's an element that is outside. See, they practice their moves but also they come and they apply their moves together. See, when you wonder, when, when we need to understand that being synchronized to the will of God means that you and I have received the value systems of God that we need to apply together as a community. And in this season, God is not moving in Life Church Global. I'm not talking about in, in every, any other church. In Life Church Global, in this season, God is moving through the life groups. It is the element that he has chosen in this season to move. And if that's the element that God is saying, that God is breathing over in this season, you and I need to apply the, the value systems of heaven, apply the, the values of God together as a life group, being planted together, doing life together in a life group. And we must understand that being synchronized to the will of God in this season, for I'm, and I'm talking only about Life Church Global, I'm not talking about every other church in, in the different in nations. You know, some nations are having, they're, they're having gatherings together. And that's awesome. We praise God for it. But for us in this season, God is giving us an opportunity to recognize that He is moving in a different way. 
And if your heart attitude is for the big gatherings, is for the large gatherings, it's a, I can only go to church if, if there's you know, a lot of people there and I can feel the, the faith in the room and I can feel the worship and the anointing in the room. Only when I go to a big gathering, you are missing a move of God. See, being synchronized to the will of God means that you are synchronized to His heart. When His heart beats, your heart beats. When God moves, you move. When God gives you direction, when God speaks His will, when God begins to release His desire into your life, you need to take that desire. You can't practice it on your own. You've got to be planted in a life group. You've got to get into a life group where you can do life with a small group of people, here, two people, three people, five people, 15 people, gathering together, applying the same values that are being taught to the church, not just coming up and making up your own value system and creating your own value system and having your own life group. No, ladies and gentlemen, you've got to understand that when you want to be synchronized with the move of God, with what God is doing so that what is happening in the church and in people's lives can start happening in your life, you need to be plugged into the environment where God is moving. And like a synchronized swimmer, you need to understand that you are a part of a team. That team is your life group. And that team is the team that God has designed in such a way that you now can practice and apply the value systems that He's giving you in this season so that each one can Obey God's will and God's commandment over their life, God's desire over their life. But when we come together, we begin to, when we do life together, we begin to create patterns and shapes and uh, in, a, in the time and space dimensions on the earth. You must understand that what God does, He does out of time and out of space. He is in a different dimension, but He's placed you and me in the dimensions of time and space. And those, those dimensions of time and space understand that matter comes in shapes and forms. And when you and I understand that the will of God, God doesn't speak to us in shapes and forms. He speaks to us through His Word. And His Word is energy, ladies and gentlemen. And that energy travels to a human being like you and me, a new creation. And it is us that begin to apply these value systems and we begin to manifest God's shapes God's patterns in time and space. And time and space begin to acknowledge the, the patterns and the shapes of heaven on the earth and begin to submit to it because you and I do something very simple. We're plugged into a life group. We're not only just attending a life group now, but together as a life group, we're doing life, applying the same values that everybody else in the church are applying. And when you and I begin to do that, we begin to manifest heaven's patterns and heaven's shapes and heaven's, um, uh, di the dimension of the ethereal realm on earth. And when we begin to do that, ladies and gentlemen, now the earth begins to serve you. The dimension of time and space begin to serve you. You must understand, there are, there are so many times that Christians needed, a Christian needed to go for a meeting, they're running late and somehow they got to the meeting on time. What happened over there? It was the will of God for that person to reach that meeting and so that now because it's the will of God, the will of God allowed time to, to, to serve the person. It expanded so that that person can reach that meeting on, at that particular time. 
so that the will of God will be fulfilled. You must understand when you and I apply the values, apply the word of God in our lives together as a community, together as a life group, we do life together. That's what it means doing life together. It's not only just having food uh, and hanging out and watching movies together, but it's also you and I discussing the values, discussing the word. We're talking about God. We're talking about His kingdom. We're talking about life. And how do we apply? How do I sit with your life coach and say, how do I apply this value system in this area of my life? When you begin to do that now together as a life group, you synchronize yourself together so that you synchronize with the will of God over your life group and over the church. You must understand, when you start doing that, you begin to create you begin to manifest, create and manifest patterns in an element that you have no control over. See, you have no control over space. You have no control over time. But when you begin to synchronize yourself with the will of God over your life, now time and space begin to serve you. This is very important church. It's very mystical, but you will get it when, uh, when you begin to open your mind to the fact that God needs you now to submit to your life coaches. God needs you to stay committed to your life groups. Not just, not just creating uh, your own agenda. I'm going there only for the food, man. I'm going there only for, just to chill, you know. No, ladies and gentlemen, there's a spiritual dynamic that is taking place when you go for life group. When you sit together, you watch the service together, you worship together. You must understand, when you worship together, every single person is, is singing in a, in a different frequency. You must understand, you might be singing the same melody, but you are revealing a different frequency that everybody's frequency coming together begins to release patterns and shapes. These patterns and shapes and diagrams begin to, begin to go out into the world. They begin to go out into all of creation, enters into time and space. And now time and space begin to give attention to every single person that is in the life group. And when it begins to do that now, all your needs they begin to serve you according to your needs. You must understand, this is a super powerful revelation. Don't consider what God considers as important as not important. If God is moving in this season in Life Church Global, if God is moving in the life groups, make it a priority. Because you will begin to see, I just joined church one month ago, and in one month, all the cases suddenly seem to go away. How does that happen? It's because they, they made a decision to stay plugged in. They made a decision to go for life group. They made a decision to say, okay, no, no, I've had bad experiences in other churches and I've, I've had bad experiences in life, but I'm going to give God another chance. I'm going to give this life group another chance. I'm going to give these life coaches another chance. I'm going to get synchronized. My heart's desire is to be synchronized with the will of God. And when I do that, now, together as a life group. See, your testimony is not just your testimony. It's your life group's testimony. Because those are the people who are, who are all coming together around you and, and they're beginning to manifest these patterns that you need for your breakthrough. It's very important, church. The reason why I'm taking my time on this is because, you know, the season that we're in is very focused on self and moods and desires and wants. I don't know, man, I may not, I, I, I don't need to go, you know, for life group. I, I don't need to go to church on Friday. I don't, I don't need, I'm busy, I'm doing other stuff. You can do other stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Do it, not a problem. But one day, 
soon you will realize I should have gone for life group. Because the people at your life group, the people in your church somehow seem to be advancing. Why are you not advancing? Because you've not allowed yourself to synchronize yourself with the will of God, where God is moving. It's important for you to understand that man shall live by the proceeding word of God. Man shall not only live by bread, which means bread is okay to eat, but you can't find your life source in it. But your life source comes from the preceding word, the progressive word. And it is in a life group, it's in the church where you find yourself receiving the progressive word and receiving an opportunity to apply the progressive word in a safe environment. See, I've never heard of a synchronized swimmer drowning. I've never heard of a synchronized swimmer drowning. Why? Because there's more people in the water than only you. When you are by yourself, you will find yourself in an environment that you have no control over. But when you are with your life group, when you are with a group of people who are doing the same thing at the same time, you have no opportunity to drown. You have an opportunity to perform. You have an opportunity to be, to reveal what God wants to reveal through your life. Come on somebody, it's powerful today. You know, many of us desire to come to church when it's only the big gatherings. And that's okay, that's, that's your choice. But let me tell you something. That when God is moving in, his, in the small groups, in the little groups, in the coffee shops, in the lunches, in the, in the life groups on a Friday, the hangouts, the bowling, you know, stuff like that. You know, God is moving in those things. We're not just having fun. God is having fun with us. Just want you to know that. Where, when God is moving in the, in, the, in the little things, when you place a value on something that He is not moving in, it's called selfish obedience. Because your obedience is, is focused on self that I feel like a Christian only when I'm around large groups of people. And in this season, God is saying, hold on a minute, I'm not moving in the large groups right now. For other churches, maybe you are, He is. But for Life Church Global, God is moving in the, in the quantum realm. And quantum doesn't only mean big, quantum means the smallest particle. The most tiniest particle, the, 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 the electron, the photon, it is in the tiniest, tiniest particle that God is moving in right now. And your faithfulness to God is revealed when you are faithful to the, with the little. The Bible talks about it. Be faithful to the little and God will bless you with many bigger things. You must understand what I'm trying to say, church, today. Because there's a, there's, there's a nanoparticle obedience that God is looking for in this season. Nanoparticle obedience. Come on, that's something new. It's the obedience in the little things. It might, be, it might look like a life group of three people, or five people, or 10 people, or 15 people. But your hard attitude towards that life group Oh man, it's not cool, man. I don't know what they talk about. When you start doing that, you're saying, God, I'm not interested in what you're interested in because the people are not cool like me. 
The people don't do things that I want them to do. They're just doing their own thing and everybody talks everything else except, you know, seriousness. No, you, you've got to understand when God moves, everybody's expression is different and you learn to, to embrace that expression because they're also tolerating your expression. Yeah. A lot of times we want people to do what we want, what, what we want them to do, but you, you don't realize that they're tolerating your expression as well. And in this season, God is moving in the little things. And He's looking to see those who will be faithful to the little. Because when you are faithful to the little, the small group, and you begin to apply, not just attendance now, I'm not talking just attendance. I'm talking about attendance and I'm talking about listening. I'm talking about receiving. I'm talking about understanding that this is our value system and practicing and applying it. There's a whole lot of things that go on in a life group. It's not just watching this guy preach and singing these songs and going home and maybe having some good food and going home. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the place where we begin to understand, we begin to hear, we begin to synchronize our heart to God's heart about for a person's life and we begin to release that word. You must understand that. We learn to prophesy in the little group. We learn to heal in the little group. We learn to preach in the little group. We learn to, we learn to do deliverance in the little group. You learn to evangelize first in the little group before you go out and do awesome things in stadiums. Be faithful with the little in this season because God is moving in the nanoparticles. He's moving in the little things and He's looking to see whether you will recognize that even though you think there's no glory in it, God is looking to see whether you'll be faithful to it. And so I want you to understand that God has destined you and I not to be alone. You are destined to not be alone. He wants you to be a part of a community. And the, to understand the, the will of God, we, 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 have, we say, oh, you know, I'm obeying the will of God. Yeah, you are. But the will of God it finds its completion only in community. The will of God begins with God, but it, but it finds its completion when you are around people. The will of God, you can say, well, you know, John, I, I, I love the Lord and I obey Him and I do whatever He tells me to do. The question is, where are you doing it? Because if you're by yourself, then your obedience is incomplete. It's a good word. Your obedience is based on selfishness and not selflessness. It's good. He has destined the value system and also the place where you can now apply this value system. It is only when you apply the value system in the place that you begin to produce the patterns and the diagrams and the shapes that God wants you to begin to, to reveal. And when you do that, now time and space, this, these two dimensions will begin, to, will begin to serve you according to your need. See, we want heaven to manifest. You want heaven to manifest? God has already released every blessing in the heavenly places. The book of Ephesians says that. If He has already released it, who are the, the ones who are holding it? The ones who have the ability to manifest it. Those are the two dimensions, ladies and gentlemen, time and space. The dimensions of time and space enable matter which is invisible to become visible. You cannot not understand that you need those two dimensions. 
Look, I read this scripture when we started the service. God says, hey, I'm giving you the power of life and death. It is in the power of your tongue. Choose life. That's what he says, right? He says in the book of Deuteronomy, choose life. But he says something before he says, choose life. I'm calling heaven and earth to witness. You must understand, he's calling time and space. He's calling the ethereal realm and time and space to witness the choices that you make. The decisions that you make, he's calling those things. And as those things begin to witness, it is in the testimony of two or three witnesses that something is established. You need a breakthrough in your life, ladies and gentlemen. You need time and space to witness for you. This is, this is mystical stuff. It's the, I'm bringing good closure to this message, but I'm going as deep as possible today. You need time and space to witness that you are manifesting the patterns of heaven. It happens when you obey the will of God, the value system, you practice those value systems in the community that God has established. What is that community? It's not called life groups only. It's called the body. The body, the body of Christ. See, the will of God was manifested as Jesus Christ. And if you and I look at communion, for example, when we look at communion, it's the body and this is the blood and wow, we're, we're going to the body realm and the blood realm and, and we use all these scientific terms and we there's all these dimensional spiritual terms, but you, the, the foundation of it is the body and the blood is the manifestation of the will of God. And every time you want to be, you have a desire to be synchronized with the will of God, guess what do you need to do? You need to be in obedience to the will of God. Jesus says, as many times as you remember me, eat my flesh and drink my blood. Wow! As many times as you, how many times do you remember Jesus? Once a month on a Sunday? When the church does communion? Come on now. It's a personal invitation. See, because the, the two elements, the body and the blood, begin to testify to you. It begins to testify to God of what you've eaten. The values, what you've practiced, you begin to now begin to manifest the pattern. You begin to manifest the body. You begin to manifest the blood of Christ. And it begins to testify for you. That's the reason why time and space begin to bend for you. It begins to obey you, ladies and gentlemen. You need a breakthrough, time and space will manifest it for you. They are not your servants, but they work with you. You must understand, God is the one who created the, the dimension of time and the dimension of space. You must understand, these things, are they exist. But there is a place where you and I can come out of it. You and I can come out of it and it begins to serve you. And it is only when you understand that you need to synchronize yourself with the will of God. When you synchronize yourself with the will of God now, you apply the, the word that God has given you in the place that God has put you in. It's not a coincidence that I'm, that I'm, that I'm sharing this, ladies and gentlemen, because God is trying to tell us something. The next season, the breakthrough that you need in your life depends on the choices that you make now. And the choices that you make now, it's the obedience in the nanopart, it's the nanoparticle obedience. It is in that obedience, in that faithfulness to the little things that God looks at it and says, okay, fine, time and space, serve him, serve her. 
beginning to manifest. Come on, can you imagine? You're walking around, you're talking, and you don't even realize that you're 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 speaking patterns, you're speaking you're speaking riddles, you're beginning to, you're speaking uh, parables, you're beginning to prophesy, you're beginning to release prophetic words. Prophetic words are are things that that that, that they're like computer programs. That when you give a prophetic word over a person according to the the word that God gives, that when that person receives a prophetic word, they they receive a, a pattern, and as they begin to receive that pattern in them, that pattern begins to function. They begin to function within that pattern. The pattern begins to function in them, and time and space now comes and serve the pattern that is within them. That's what a prophetic word is. We're not just saying prophetic words so that you can feel happy. You must understand when you when we prophesy, I'm releasing a a code that enters into your mind that begins to transform your life. We don't just where do we learn to prophesy? Life group. I'm hearing hey, brother, I'm hearing God's word for you. I, I received a word. I saw a flower. I saw a painting. I saw this. I saw that. And I, I hear where does that come? What are you talking about? You're talking about creating a code and as we create codes for one another now we time and space begins to now recognize the codes as they begin to recognize the codes now they begin to loosen and they begin to open up the gates they begin to open up the finances that you need the realms the elements begin to start serving you based on that but it starts with you and I receiving the will of God and synchronizing ourselves in the place that God has called us to be in. It's important in John 14 and verse 15, Jesus says, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. If you love me, you will, you shall, you will keep my commandments. So the love, your love for God is revealed in how you keep your commandments. You can't say, I love you, Lord, and disobey Him. (laughs) You can't say, I love you, Lord, and do your own thing. Hello. It's getting quiet in the spirit now. If you say, I love you, Lord, instead of saying, I love you, Lord, you're producing a pattern that speaks to him. That pattern is produced in your obedience. I hope you understand what I'm saying today. It's very important that you get this because a lot of people say a lot of things, but they don't do it. They don't mean it from their heart. Your words and your actions are two different things. And God knows the difference. And He calls you whitewashed tombs. Religious. Religious people say things but don't mean it from the heart. If you say you love God and your obedience is for self, then that obedience is actually disobedience because it is incomplete. If you're going to God and praying so that you can have your breakthrough, it's good. But there has to be a completion. There has to be a place where it is fulfilled. 
let me let me let me just take you to mark chapter 12 okay i want to read two verses yeah i know you know this scripture i know you 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 are awesome with the word but i want to i want you to read it so that you know i'm not just saying something so they come to jesus the religious ones scribes and pharisees come to jesus and they ask him which is the first commandment of all so jesus answered and said the first of all commandments is hear o israel the lord our god is the lord is one and you shall love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind and with all your strength this is the first commandment and the second is like it is this you shall love your neighbor as yourself there is no other commandment greater than these so jesus is basically saying he's taken all the 10 commandments and given you only two he's made it very simple actually you shall love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul and with all your strength and the second one is like it <laughs> which means you shall love your neighbor with all your heart <laughs> with all your soul and with all your strength oh pastor i'm too tired i couldn't go for life group right with all your heart with all your soul and with all your strength and he's saying the the second one is like the first one what is he trying to say he's saying your love for god without your love for man your neighbor is incomplete yeah wow what do, so where do i love people then started life groups it's the place where god has destined for you to express that love that you have for god let me let me go to the extent of saying this if your love for your neighbor is not like your love for god if you love god more than you love your neighbor then that commandment is not complete if your love for god and the works that you do for him i want to i want to preach i want to heal i want to do this but your own family doesn't experience that strength that love your own life group doesn't feel it your life coach your pastors all of the people in your church your the people at your work the people in the grocery store the people that walk into the lift when you're going to the office if those people don't experience that love it's incomplete the commandment is not fulfilled the pattern the code is not fully written have you ever if you understand computers the code has to be complete in order for that computer program to start functioning for the code to be complete ladies and gentlemen you've got to love the lord with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind all your strength and you've got to love yourself the same way and your neighbor the same way 
A lot of us love the Lord with all our heart, all our soul, all our strength, all the mind, everything, only when we need a breakthrough. But we don't love our neighbor because it's not my time. We don't speak the same language. We're not from the same culture. We're not from the same country. We just, ah, it's just, it's just difficult. No, you're being difficult. Your love for your neighbor reveals to God, when you demonstrate your love for your neighbor, reveals to God how much you love him. The will of God, ladies and gentlemen, is the fabric of all of creation. It's the beginning stage. It's the foundation of life. That's the will of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And He created all things through His Word. Before the Word was the will. The will, where was the will? It was in the mind of God. So Einstein asked the question. When, when he was debating quantum entanglement, he asked the question, what was God thinking when He was creating? I love that question. Because we're so focused on how everything in the earth functions, how the particles move, how everything happens, all the molecules, all that, you know, crazy stuff that physics talks about. But we fail to understand that the mind of God is so vast. The mind, how great are your thoughts, God? That mind was thinking something before he spoke. All things were created by the word, but the, the very fabric of all of creation, ladies and gentlemen, the invisible nature before all the particles become matter, before all of that was the will of God. The will of God, ladies and gentlemen, is, the, is, at a, is present at the quantum level. And space and time and space be recognized the fabric because time and space is the dimension through which something that is invisible which is the will of God which is the energy the light of God manifests into matter so before you look at a particle before you look at something really small before you look at before you look at you and me before you look at yourself in the mirror you must understand that you are created of billions and billions and billions of little particles that you can't see it, it's a, there's, a, there's an entanglement that takes place between you and me. We are all connected, ladies and gentlemen, to the same fabric of all of creation. All of us are created. All of creation, time and space included, is created from the same fabric. It's the will of God. It's the will of God. And when you and I obey the will of God, ladies and gentlemen, that fabric which is invisible begins to manifest itself through time and space in this dimension. They recognize, time and space recognizes the will of God. It recognizes the pattern, it recognizes the shape, it recognizes the diagrams of heaven through your life. You begin to manifest it, you begin to release energy like Elohim releases energy. The word will in Hebrew is the word ratzon. And ratzon means the crown of life. And the, and the word will in, in Greek is the word telema. And it means willpower. So the crown of life or existence or, and willpower both come from the same source. 
It is from the will. It is from God Himself. So your existence, your the very thing that keeps you alive and the very thing that gives you momentum or progress in your life is this fabric called the will of God. It is invisible to all of creation. It is invisible but is recognizable. It is recognizable when someone who becomes a lens through which that particle flows through. When you and I receive the word of God, we're receiving this invisible energy. And when that invisible energy comes to you and me, you and I are the very source, the very object through which time and space recognizes the patterns and seasons. Your obedience is vital to your existence. Your obedience to God's will is vital for progress in your life. You can't have momentum without obedience. You as a church, we are successful when all of us are obeying the same value system. You can't create your own value system and think that you're a part of the church. You're not part of the church. You've created your own momentum. When you say that you are a part of the body and you're plugged into this house, it becomes your responsibility to come in line and obey the value system and how we process and what we, why do we take time with building culture, culture time? Why do we do that? Why do we talk about what is our value system and how we apply the word and what do we do and why are we seeing these breakthroughs happening in our life? It's only because we're communicating values for you to apply. And when you start applying it in your life group, when you start applying it in, when you go for coffee, when you go to work, when you go to, um, you're hanging out with your, with your friends watching a movie, when you begin to apply these value systems, that's when you now begin to manifest these patterns that time and space begin to recognize. And now time and space begin to serve you according to the will of God for your life. But it's not only just your life, ladies and gentlemen, that is in your hands. Every single person in your church depends on your obedience. We think the church runs because of the pastor preaching and the worship team leading worship. And the miracles that happen when the pastor prays. Hello, most of our miracles happen because of people who pray for one another. You must understand, most of these miracles are happening in life groups. They're not happening. We have more miracles when we, today, because of the pandemic, than we had when we were gathering together. Why is that happening? It's because people are meeting in smaller groups. They're comfortable in, in little groups and they're, and they're seeing that it's easier for me to synchronize and build relationship with one another, with the people in this group. And now somebody's speaking to my life and they're now opening up and talking and I'm speaking to their life and we go both our separate ways during the week. And we apply these words in our life and we call it, Hey man, you know, when you spoke to me, I applied this in my life and I saw breakthrough. That's a testimony. Now when that breakthrough happens, we come here and we share about it. And when we share it, now a pattern is released in the church. The body of Christ begins to release a pattern. And that pattern is recognized by time and space. And now time and space recognize that, Oh my goodness, there's a new creation in Dubai. That's how it happens. This is the diamond, the unseen dimension, ladies and gentlemen. This is the spirit realm. This is how we live our life. We should live our lives. We're too focused on like, oh man, Friday is the only day I get off. Guess what? The reason why God gave you that day off 
is so that you can create patterns not so that you can sleep and do your laundry you can get to life group and be a source of life and receive life from somebody see that's the will of god is that you would list receive existence you would receive life and now be a source of life to someone and together as a community we can have momentum we have progress this is powerful church very powerful now i want you to go to a very familiar portion of the bible um in Matthew chapter 14 we see Jesus is having an awesome moment he he does this phenomenal miracle of feeding the 5000 people and now he sends his disciples to the other side ahead of him he sends them ahead of him right so verse 22 says this Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. Jesus sends them ahead of him and he goes up the mountain to pray. He sends them on an element that they're not comfortable with. You must understand it's foreign to them like water is not like earth earth you can stand there's gravity water is different it's a different element jesus sends them on the water to go to the other side but he doesn't go to the other side he goes up the mountain which means if you read this this is code for a setup <laughs> it's a divine setup now when evening came he was alone there but the boat was now in the middle of the sea jesus finished his prayer and the boat was in the middle of the sea they are right in the middle of the setup tossed by the waves for the wind was contrary i like that word now in the fourth watch of the night jesus went to them walking on the sea not on a boat jesus is walking on the sea the wind is contrary the waves are boisterous jesus is walking on the sea if i were jesus i would have i want you to think now okay if you and i were jesus in that moment what would we have done before we got on the water that's right we would have come the sea but to jesus is not a problem you must understand jesus is not time and space work for jesus that's what i'm trying to explain to you for so long it's time and space realities they serve the one who produces the patterns and jesus produced the code time and space is creating the environment for the disciples but it's not affecting jesus because he set it up Now in the fourth watch of the night Jesus went to them walking on the sea and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea they were troubled saying it is a ghost I would like to submit to you I've hung out with people for more than 3 years and every time I see them they recognize me 
But after three years of hanging out with people, I remember the names, I remember the father's name, mother's name, their children's name, and their name. I remember every conversation I've had with them. And you're telling me these disciples were in the boat in the middle of a storm and they did not recognize the guy they were hanging out with 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There's a mystery. There's a mystery to this. Jesus did not change his shape or form. He's not a shape shifter, you know, in, in, at that time. Later on, he did. But in this moment, Jesus was walking after his prayer. He was walking to them on the water. And the fact that he had authority over the very thing that was troubling them, they called him a ghost, a spirit. What's happening here? What's happening is there are two wills that are being revealed. One is the will of the wind. Because when they were fighting and they were trying to survive in the boat, they're striving against the will of the wind. It's contrary, which means it's in the opposite to the will of God. That's why I said it's an interesting word. It's, but it's serving God's purpose in teaching them a lesson. Because none of them died, none of them perished. It's a setup. You're still alive, even though you feel stuck, because it's a setup. God is saving you. So. <laughs> so I'd like to submit to you that when they position themselves to synchronize themselves to the will of the wind, they could not recognize their savior. Because the patterns they were producing causes their, caused their eyes to change from seeing Christ for who he is to seeing him as a ghost, something that they should be afraid of. See, they were fearful of the wind, fearful of the waves, and they were fearful of the very one that came to save them. It happens so many times in our lives, ladies and gentlemen, when we give in to fear, when we give in to anxiety, when we give in to depression, when we give in to the problems, what the problems and circumstances are saying to us, that we don't even recognize the role of the pastor, the life group leader, the life coach in our lives. We don't even recognize their need, the need of them. And those are the very people that God has placed in your life to be the ones in this season to walk on the water, to show you that it's easy to walk on the water, come to life group, Baba. Come, let us show you how to walk on the water so that when you're in trouble now, you can also learn to walk on the water. You must understand that people rob themselves of their experiences with God because they try to fight things on their own. And when you try to fight things on your own, it causes your eyes, this element, this flesh, to change the perception and the perspective that you have of the people in your life who are meant to serve you. And you end up rejecting the ones that are meant to save you. You, you end up pushing the people away, those same ones that come to serve you and love you and you need to love them. 
And you t- people tend to walk away from life groups and walk away from the church because, man, I need a break from the church. You need a break from the church. You spend two hours in church once a week and you're telling me you need a break from that thing? Your life is so busy? No, no, no. Something happened. What happened? You got blinded by the very problem that you are afraid of. You gave your heart away to something that you shouldn't have given your heart away to. That's why you stop recognizing the purpose of the the life group, the purpose of the church in your life. And God is speaking to you today. And this is your chance. He's giving you an opportunity to get in alignment with His will for your life. It's not too far from the church. Actually, it's in the church that God planted you in. Synchronize yourself with the will of God and you will begin to see the purpose of the people that are in your life. And you will see that they will show you how to walk on the water. The very thing that you have a problem with, they will show you how to walk on it. And they will show you how to rescue. They will rescue you from that. And so we see Peter now is having this epiphany moment only because Jesus immediately spoke to them and said, be of good cheer. He's coming the opposite. He didn't say be of good fear. He said be of good cheer. He didn't come and say, oh my God, you're so fearful. He didn't emphasize. He didn't, he didn't compliment what you're going through. He didn't even ask you what you're going through. A lot of times we tell God, God, this is what I'm going through, thinking that he has no clue. But ladies and gentlemen, God comes to him and says, be of good cheer. Why? Because they're full of fear. So which means cheer is the opposite of fear. It is I, do not be afraid. Life coach, tell your people right now, it is I, do not be afraid. (laughs) Tell your neighbor, it is I, do not be afraid. (laughs) And Peter answered him and said, if there's a Peter in your life group, let him speak, no problem. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me, that's that word, command me to come to you on the water. So Jesus says, come. That's all he needed to say, come. He didn't say, come Peter. He didn't say, come Baba, come my friend. Please come to life group. You know, your life group says, come, come to life group, come straight away. Don't waste time. Don't create this drama. Oh no, you know, I'm so tired, you know. Oh, I'm so busy. I'm so, you know, I'm working. You know, I have such a tiring job. When your life group sends you, when your life coach sends you a message, come for life group. I'll explain why it's important for you to go for life group. I'll explain why it's important for you to be in church. I'll explain why now. Why it's important for you to obey the word of God. So when he said, so he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. You must understand, ladies and gentlemen, there's something supernatural that took place. We know, wow, Peter walked on the water, man. Sharks, wow. Yeah, he walked in the water. But let me tell you what happened. When Peter spoke the word to Jesus and he says, God, bid me to command me, command me to come. He, Jesus, he could have said, oh, I just call me you know, and I'll come. He says, command me. So when Jesus said, come, it was a commandment. It was a commandment. So when Peter decided in his heart that he was going to obey God and he began to step out in faith, ladies and gentlemen, time and space 
began to do for Peter what it was doing for Jesus. Ooh, come on now. Time and space, the water, the environment all around, nothing became calm, nothing became peaceful, nothing became oh, Zen moment right now. Everything stops, the water becomes like ice and everything. No, it was all boisterous. Everything was happening around. But somehow, the place where Peter put his foot, time and space, realities, all of creation began to do what it was doing for Jesus because there was a synchronization between Peter and Jesus. You must understand this is absolutely supernatural. It's, it's a mystery. If when you and I obey the word of God, when you and I obey the will of God for our lives, all of creation, time and space, the dimensions begin to recognize that God is moving. When time and space begins to recognize that God is moving, it will do what it should do for God, for you. You must understand, when God speaks a word to you and He says, come, and the minute you get ready, now everything around you will begin to support you so that you can obey the word of God. So that you can fulfill the word of God. See, time and space is looking forward to, for you to obey the word of God. The question is, do you want to? Or do you only find the need for prayer in a church when you're in trouble? What about the times when you're not in trouble? See, time and space is still present. It's still watching you. The earth is still watching you. The elements, the, the four other elements are watching you. They're seeing the decisions that you're making. The earth, I'm talking about earth, wind, water, fire. All of them, are, are God is created. And you cannot create something new without these elements. You cannot create something without time and space. And all of these, all of creation, ladies and gentlemen, is watching your decisions. Is he going to obey right now? God is speaking. God has spoken. Is he going to obey? Is she going to obey? Yes, she's going to obey. Come on, change guys, change. Do what you would do for God for him. Why? Because we're recognizing the energy patterns of God in an individual. James chapter 1. And it says this, verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. You ask and it will be given. Now, verse 6. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. Wow. So which means when I, when I talk to God, I cannot doubt. <laughs> For he who doubts, guess what? Is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Ladies and gentlemen, you are 60 to 70% made of water. And when the wind blows, you must understand this element of wind carries words, it carries thoughts, it carries energies. And when you and I begin to listen to words, listen to thoughts, whether right or wrong, whether good or evil, life or death, whatever thoughts come to you, when you listen to it, it causes you, it causes the water in your body in you to begin to experience wave-like functions. That's why you have ups and downs of moods. Today you're happy, tomorrow you're not happy. 
Today some God did a breakthrough. Wow, I'm celebrating. Tomorrow breakthrough doesn't happen. You're tested. Oh. Pray for me, brother. Come on now. I can, I, I can see chains falling off people's lives right now. And what he's trying to say is you become like a wave, which means the wind which carries the thoughts cause you now to become unstable. You're like on the inside, is ah, it's waves functioning. Which means those thoughts can drive you. You'll have this drive. Oh, I feel like I feel like I'm doing so much, but I'm actually doing nothing. <laughs> it's driving. Something is driving me. I'm I'm so anxious all the time. Somebody's driving. Somebody's driving. Ah, what, what is it? The thoughts are driving the water. Is making you anxious, sea driven and tossed by the wind. Now, verse 7 For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Wow! Your responsibility is not to be a wave, your responsibility is to walk upon the waves. If you submit yourself to every wind and doctrine that comes your way, you'll be tossed here and there, like the wind. And God won't work with you. He won't reveal His will to you. He won't give you revelation. In fact, you might listen to, I'm hungry for revelation. You might be listening to every preacher that is preaching today because you're hungry for revelation and you go to every mystical school you go to. But somehow that word doesn't seem to come alive in you. You don't seem to be experiencing those things that those people are claiming. Why? It's because you're tossed. You're not submitted to the preaching of your church. Wow. You're not applying the word that is preached from this pulpit. You're not accountable to the people in your life group or your coaching team or your pastors about the word that you're receiving. I would love to sit down with people and hear how they applied the word they be preached. I would love for you to have those conversations with your life coaches and your pastors. It's important. Why? It's because you need to receive counsel. You need to talk to the ones who walk on the waves about how to walk on the wave. That's when you learn how to walk on the wave. It's synchronized. You're synchronizing yourself according to the will of God. And so now he says, God, let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Why? Because he is double-minded, unstable in all his ways. Wow! Double-minded. What does that mean? You have two minds. The mind of Christ and your mind. Double-minded. There are two wills that are, that are waging war within you. Who would you obey? If you were to only understand your responsibility, your source of life comes from the will of God, you won't even entertain another will. Somebody comes to you talking to you about somebody else. We don't have time for that. We don't have time for that. You want to say good things about other people? I'll listen. Because it's a life-giving source. But when you want to talk negative things, whether they're right or wrong, whether you feel justified or vindicated by talking about them, the minute you open your mouth, you create another code. But that code doesn't affect, it affects the person who's listening and the person who's speaking. Both are guilty. Blind leading the blind, both fall into a ditch. Wow. Ooh. See, we're meant to 
we're meant to look at the 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 things in people's lives and create codes like Jesus does. When he saw them tossed in the wind and all this crazy stuff is happening, he didn't go to them and say, guys, I'm here to help you. Guys, where are you? <laughs> what is happening in your life? Tell me about your problems. He already knew their problems. And he came to them and spoke to them. He created a code in the opposite of what they were experiencing. He didn't go to them and say, guys, I can recognize by the word of knowledge I'm receiving right now. Hallelujah. Thus says the Lord, you are in a boat. And they already know they're in a boat. There's interpretation of tongues happening right now. I can see the wind. I can see the... Buddy, can you hurry up? I'm suffering here. See, we create this dramatic, very emotional, very sensory kind of ministry to serve people. Nobody's interested in that. People are interested in you creating a code. Jesus walks up to them and says, Hey guys, be of good cheer. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> be of good cheer. Yeah. You are suffering, but be of good cheer. Yeah. You're about to die, but be of good cheer. Why? Because he created a code. That code, the minute you receive it now, everything around you becomes immaterial. All the words that you're receiving, every other will that the wind is bringing at you, the waves that are communicating, everything that is contrary to the will of God now begins to submit to the word, the code, the will that God releases. And so when you understand that, that the disciples are hearing two voices, and the fear causes them to look at Jesus and say, he's a ghost. <laughs> look at Pastor John and say, I don't know this guy. <laughs> People make comments without realizing what they're saying. They make judgment calls without realizing that things will not work. You're creating hindrances in your life by making certain codes. Must understand, time, space, and all of creation is longing for you and I to be in obedience to the will of God. They will wait. Their blessing is tied with you. Their freedom is tied with you. Time and space and all of creation is longing for you to obey. Because they become free when they serve you. See, the connection between heaven and earth, ladies and gentlemen, what makes heaven and earth one is you. You in obedience to the will of God. And when you obey the will of God now, this life source begins to flow from heaven into you. And now all of time and space begin to, all of creation begins to now begin to serve you. Serve you. I want to encourage you today not to be doubtful, not to be fearful, don't be anxious. Don't doubt when God speaks because Jesus corrects Peter by saying, oh, you of little faith. He's not talking about the faith that came when he says, be of good cheer. See, because when Jesus released the word and he says, be of good cheer, he released a code, ladies and gentlemen, Peter wasn't receiving that code. 
He received, he, Peter received a code when Jesus said, come. And he came, he stood on the water, started walking towards Jesus, but then he shifted his gaze to the wind and the waves. When you're in trouble, when you're in a situation, when you're in a circumstance that is overwhelming you, don't run away from the people. Don't run away from the very people whom God has anointed to bring breakthrough in your life. You need to run to them. You need to run to your life coaches. You need to run to your, life, your church. You need to run to the pastors in the church. You need to run to them and say, God, I need, I need counsel in my life. Give me a code. Give me a code that I can believe. Give me counsel that I can receive. Give me a word so that I can receive that word and run. Don't listen to the negative things that your circumstances are telling you. Don't listen to the negative things that your friends are telling you. Listen, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Keep your eyes fixed, keep your heart filled with the will of God because that is the very thing that will synchronize you. That is the very thing that will cause you to now begin to create patterns and all of creation around you will begin to respond to you. So today church, I want to bless you. I just want to pray for you right now. At the, at the end of this series, I just want to release a blessing over you. Father, I just thank you for every single person that is watching today, God. Whether they're in the life groups or not in the life groups, I just release grace over them right now. That this word will be received with grace. This word will be received with understanding, God. I release this code over them. That, that understand, they will receive it with understanding, not with offense. They would receive it with understanding. Lord, I just bless these people, God. Bless Life Church Global. Every single person who is watching the service right now, in the nations, whether you're in Hong Kong or Brazil, Australia, New Zealand, Africa, even in Europe, right now, I just release the blessing of the Lord over you. That you will begin to understand the word. You will begin to apply the word in your life and you will find yourself in a life group whether physically or even online you will find yourself in a community of believers who would believe the word with you who will give you an opportunity to apply the word and see that see God moving in a great way in your life Lord we just release this blessing into their life God we just declare right now over them that the, that the season, the past season of selfishness is over and the season of selflessness has begun. Lord, in this season that they will begin to, our church will begin to, every single person that is watching this service right now will begin to receive the love of God. They will love the Lord their God with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their mind, all their strength and they will love their neighbor as they love themselves. And so God, we thank you we thank you, God. We just release right now the patterns that were created in this message, the values that were created in this message, in this entire series. We just release it. We impart it into them right now. That every single person will begin to receive the impartation right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I can see right now in the spirit, like the like the, like the gears of a clock are beginning to move right now. I can see time and space beginning to listen to the people, listening to the people. They're beginning to listen to the people. Time and space will begin to serve you. All of creation will begin to serve you after, the, after you submit to this word, as you receive this word and apply it in your life. Time, space and all of creation will begin to submit to you and serve you. I release this mystical word into people that their hearts will be open to the mysteries of the kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name and all God's people said, 
Amen, amen. Bless you, church. We will see you next week. God bless. Bye.